Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hey, everyone. You are tuning into the AfterBuzz TV After Show for the SAG Awards special. Make sure you stay tuned. We are going to be talking fashion, awards, everything. You don't want to miss it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the After Buzz TV After Show special events coverage for the SAG Awards. We are so excited to talk about everything that happened Sunday night, and we even have some thing to talk about coming up with the Oscar nominations all coming out today. We have so much to chat about on tonight's show. I am your host. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Danny Golub. We have a full panel here tonight of co-hosts. We even have a special guest, resident film expert, mm. Max Leon. Where can they find you on social media? Uh, you can find me at leon.max um, on Instagram. Yeah, he's going to be here tonight to make sure to give us all the insights, give about all the movies that I have and haven't seen. So Do my best. We're very lucky to have Max here tonight and fellow co-hosts that are always here. Where can they find you guys on social media? Um, you can find me at Lauren T. Pacheco. And you can find me at Liza.Rubin on Instagram. So, a lot of the stars on Sunday night were dripping in finesse, I must say. <laughs> let's, let's just get this show started by talking about some of the fashion. There was a lot this, this Sunday night, because the last time we kind of saw all these stars, aside from the Critics' Choice Awards, was... Um, at the Golden Globes, and they were all wearing all black. So tonight, I feel like, was the first night that they really got to step out in color, and a lot of them were still wearing Time's Up pins and, like, definitely still had the Me Too movement embraced into their either speeches, outfits, whatever, but it was it was fun to see them all kind of dress up again and have it not necessarily just be about, um, like, a movement, but also about the fashion again. So some of our um, best dress, we will always start with best because let's start on a high note. Um, I think one that I know Lauren and I agree, I don't know if everyone agrees on, but is Millie Bobby Brown was my personal absolute favorite of the night. She looks so I cute. love when like a 13-year-old girl dresses her age. Me too. That's why I loved it. Yeah, and she had mm. two buns in her hair. She was wearing Converse, which Max, I know you love a good pair of Converse. I, I do, <laughs> and I did see that outfit, and that was something I was going to comment on. It was, Like yeah. the footwear. Love the footwear. Like, be comfortable, you know? You're Sensible 13. footwear. She's yeah. so cute. And I just, I loved the buns. I loved the pink glittery dress. Like, it couldn't yeah, have been more Yeah, from head age, to toe. More age perfect. appropriate. Like, right. Well, can I tell you, I saw this up front, like when I mean up front, she was literally like right here. Okay, and I was behind bar. her. For everyone who's tuning in for the first time to this show, Liza works for E, so she gets to be yes. up close and personal. What was it like in person? Okay, so well, first she was approaching our platform, and the photographers would not leave her alone. You, they usually do the step and repeat, and then they make their way towards the platform. Um, but they were literally Obsessed following her, her down yeah. the red carpet. So um, everyone was following her, following her around. Everyone wanted a picture with her. And then she stepped up, and she was just so cute. Um, and you can attest, I, Millie Bobby Brown, you know, usually her fashion's a little bit, mm, I think it's unique. it's unique, but it's a little too mature for her, for her sometimes, yeah. I think, um, in my personal opinion. I thought this was so perfect. I loved it. Obviously, loved the cons. Um and I just thought her dress was so cute and the bows. I don't know. I thought everything about it was just so okay. perfect. When I was 13, it was my bat mitzvah. 
Like, I would wear this. If my bar mitzvah was in this day and age, like, I would wear this exact outfit. Okay, well, it was Millie Bobby Brown's bar mitzvah at the SAG Awards. That may or may not have been at my bar mitzvah. I may have been at that bar mitzvah. Was she wearing this outfit? I would have. With the space buttons. I don't think she was wearing that. But, like, if I was 13 today, that would be what I would wear. For sure. So, like, I totally loved it. I think that she looked comfortable and happy and, like, beautiful in her own skin and, like, exactly how a 13-year-old should look. So... I was excited about her. Another young woman who I think slayed the carpet, and I think a lot of people also agree, is Yara Shahidi. She was in um, a custom Ralph Lauren, like, jumpsuit with a huge train. And Yara is, like, a really amazing role model for both young women and men. I think she's really politically charged in a really positive way. And I think it's always amazing when someone like her, who usually just, like, goes no hair and makeup and is usually really natural, rocks an outfit like this that's so glam, and you can be like, okay, I can do both, you know? And I love this. It was simple, but, like, made a statement, and she looked odd. I love when women kind of embrace the menswear, women's mm-hmm. wear hybrid. I agree. So I have a question. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, as far as uh, the dresses go, and I'm sure it's the same for men, when you're wearing a dress, this was Ralph Lauren. Yeah. So they give it to you. You're not obviously paying, paying for anything. For it, no. But then you have to give it back. I believe so. This is custom, so I think that that's. I, I'm actually not sure. Like I think with certain dresses they do give back. Gotcha. But because this is custom, I think this was like Ralph Lauren for Yara. Mm. You know what I mean? So maybe mm. she does get to keep it. But at the end of the day, they go to so many award shows every year. That's a really good question. I don't even know where they would put all this stuff. Like, do they have like right. a an airplane hanger for all their different <laughs> outfits? Well, these days you can't. You cannot outfit repeat. There is way too yeah, much true. like social media. So what's the point of keeping it anyway? Mm. Right. But when they come to you. Usually, from my understanding, the designer will approach a certain celebrity and ask them, um, you know, if they want to design a custom dress, and it's almost like an honor. You yeah, know what I mean? Because usually they probably get. Do they get paid? I don't know how that works. I don't know if they get paid. I don't know the logistics behind it, but (laughs) a lot of the times it's it's for the publicity. It kind of becomes a collab. Yeah, it's like you know when um, different brands collaborate with different people on social media and stuff. It's almost the same with these red carpet looks. I feel like maybe sometimes they get paid, but it's also I think an honor for someone like Yara to marry her name to the Ralph Lauren brand, and then Ralph Lauren to marry them. I mean, both parties definitely benefit from it, but you know sometimes designers do give it to a certain celebrity so that they can in turn say their name when. They asked, yeah, like, oh, oh, what are you wearing? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. The um, capes were kind of in, in last night. They were, too. yeah. They were, like, I, a lot of, like, drapey backs. Yeah. But I like them. Yeah, you know who was wearing something like that was Lupita Nyong'o, and she actually wasn't on a lot of best dress lists, or worst dress lists for that matter, but she always... She looked really good. She does, and she always is, like, pristine in terms of fashion. She's, like, iconic on red carpet, so it was cool to see her back in the mix, because she's kind of been off the grid for a couple of years. I know. I'm sure mm-hmm. she um, kept close tabs on her dress, too, after the yeah. whole... <laughs> Stealing the dresses. <laughs> that is that is true. Um, okay, so let's talk about a couple outfits that had some mixed reviews because not all of them are going to be rave reviews like Yara's. I, I literally think Yara was on every best dress list. Yeah. Um, one mixed one amongst, and at least I know in this group, is Margot Robbie's. So what? I know Lauren loved it. <laughs> I didn't know it was mixed. <laughs> um, I did not like the feathers. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So Margot was nominated for <laughs> Tanya. Um, she was, I, you know, she like was wearing this blush pink. It's Mew Mew pronunciation question mark. Um, she, yeah, was. I think that she looks a lot better than she did at the Globes. I wasn't mm-hmm. crazy about her Globes dress, but this was just halfway there for me. I thought she killed it. She looks so good. 
I mean, feathers and all. Like, I what? Like it. I, okay, so this was another one that I saw up close, and she was absolutely flawless. I mean, her face, um, I mean, there, it doesn't get... Yeah, her face is... But even the blush pink on her skin tone was unreal. By the way, her skin is flawless, so that's just another thing. Uh, and I was just staring at the beading and the feathers, and I was just like, God, this is amazing. It's a work of I, art, almost. Honestly, mm-hmm. she's my best dress. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Interesting. It's so funny for me to see her on carpet speak with her Australian accent because she's never acted in a film, correct me if I'm wrong, with an Australian accent. Like, mm-hmm. I know. like Wolf of Wall Street, um, the... What's the one with all the superheroes? Suicide Squad. Um, I Tanya, <laughs> that superhero she, that, one. The, yeah. the bad guy superhero one. Yeah. I did see it. But whatever. you know she is known... She came from Australian soap opera. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, right? so that's what she started huh. on. There and you then, go. Okay, wait. You will be, like, the deal breaker. Do you yeah, like do you, it? Do you, do you like it? Like yeah, it? Ooh, Max, um, weigh in. Oh, sure. Um, I think from what I can see and from what I've learned from you guys talking... <laughs> I, th- I th- sh- like I think I do, but then I'm thinking over to the next one, which I know Danny has a strong opinion on, and I'm trying to think what the- what the difference is there, and I can't really come up with one. So <laughs> spoiler alert. So I think I sure uh, I think like she's in a very attractive person, and um, she truly can't really wear something wrong. She could wear yeah. a trash bag, and I'm like, oh my god, where do I get that? Yeah. yeah. Thanks for uh, Sky Patterson for tuning in. By the way, he thinks the Screen Actors Guilds were very interesting. Ooh, so Sky. Shout out to Sky Patterson. Shout out to Sky. Thanks for tuning in with us. We appreciate you watching. I'll be looking for more comments from all you guys. Um, so w- was the, the okay? Fine. We'll talk about our one worst dress, and then we'll get on to the show. The, <laughs> the worst dress for me, and I, and to be honest, I hate doing worst dress because. I think that everyone like looks great, and these are all like fashion risks in their in themselves. And I think it's cool to take a fashion risk. But there are fashion misses, in my opinion. Kate Hudson was a bit of a miss for me. She has the most gorgeous figure, arguably in Hollywood, and she drowned it in a dress where I couldn't see like what she looked like. And I think with like her new haircut, which I know she shaved for Sia's movie, um, I wish she was wearing something that was like. I don't, I don't know, because I, wa- I want to say, like, more feminine, but it really doesn't get more feminine than pink hearts. But, like, something more form-fitting that I really could have, like, seen. I was distracted and didn't look at her face because I was distracted by, like, the, the dress. Okay, you know the movie Be- The Beguiled or whatever with Nicole Kidman? Yes. What's it called? This is, like, that gone wrong. Like, <laughs> this see. is, like, the dresses that those women were wearing in that movie. <laughs> but I know. Terrible. Yeah, it's quite a shame because she usually does really, really well on red carpets. Well, I think her past... Red carpet looks have been very Kate Hudson. You know, the tight body con, she's known yeah, for her body. Yeah, Hashtag yeah. Fabletics. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> she has a full brand. Yeah, she does. Commercial today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with her new short hair. Um, I can appreciate the risks that she's taking. I think you're right. I think she has this new persona um, with the short hair. I don't really... I saw the hearts, and um, I guess Valentine's Day is coming up. Right. So it's, I mean, kinda, like, it's this relevant. Is, this is actually, like, pretty... <laughs> on point to what I actually did wear to my mom and <laughs> like, like, I did wear a pink and black polka dotted dress with a bow. Oh, like, we can get pictures no. next week and put them side by side with Kate because, yeah, like, we should truly, like, I just felt like it was really young and she's, like, a mature woman. She's a mom. Like, I, it just, just felt like if Millie Bobby Brown wore this, I almost would get it more than if Kate was wearing it. Kate's, like, an adult. It feels like a very juvenile dress for someone her age. But, again, I'm not an expert on fashion. Just my opinion. Um... Yeah. Who knows? Sky thinks Margot Robbie is very beautiful and amazingly intelligent. I agree. I agree too. She's Shout very out to cool. Sky. Shout out to Sky. 
Sky's our number one fan <laughs> at the moment. Thank you, Sky, for being our friend. Our friends aren't even watching, but Sky is. Sky anyway, is our friend. let's talk about the show because there was so much to talk about, and we're gonna kind of mix in the Oscar nominations because those did come out today or yesterday. Yesterday. Today. today. Yeah. Great. Breaking news. Um, you yeah. heard it here first, kids. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll kind of mix that in with some of the shows. I mean, movies we talk about because this SAG Awards is more similar to Globes. It's shows and movies, so we'll talk about everything. Um, let's start with uh, Kristen Bell's opening monologue, which Kristen Bell's opening monologue, she's the first host of the show ever, which is really cool. She called herself the first lady, which I thought was funny. Um, in traditional SAG fashion, they started it off with like, and I'm an actor bit, but this time they had only women do it rather than men. And for the most part, it was only female presenters, um, which I think is just a testament to this award season in general. I wonder if this will carry through the Grammys and the Oscars. What do you guys think? That's just like a theme for this award season. Um, it was interesting. I was reading a couple articles and it kind of got slack because everyone kind of criticized everyone for paying so much attention to, you know, the Me Too um, and, you know, Time's Up, you know, kind of statement for the Golden Globes. And then now it's like, oh, everyone can be free and wear the colors again. They're not putting so much more focus on it. Um so I, I think it's going to continue throughout award season. I don't see it stopping at all. It doesn't mean everyone has to show up in black to show solidarity for the movement. Um, but I definitely think it's going to be a common theme that we see, especially with mm-hmm. the nominations. Um, I think Greta Gerwig's yeah. nomination today, she was the fifth woman. Fifth woman ever and eighth, uh, first woman in the last eight yeah. years. Nominated, nominated for, for director. director. Which, thank goodness, it is about time that Greta got the justice she deserved. But um, we'll talk about Lady Bird in a little bit, and it's snubbing at the SAG Awards, which I'm not thrilled about. But um, they, the women that they had do the uh, kickoff were Alice and Janney, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Millie Bobby Brown, um, which is a cool, like, diverse group of women, diverse ages. Like, it was, it was a nice group. Um, it's kind of just, like, again, further evidence that this Me Too movement is going to carry throughout all of awards season. Um, Kristen Bell, just, like, to talk about her as a host, I thought she was great. She looked beautiful. And I think she was, like, the perfect, really light, bubbly, fun energy for award season right now. I think that it's been kind of heavy. And she made jokes, and she was appropriate, and I think she didn't. She wasn't as, like, cutting edge as Seth Meyers was for the Globes. But she made, she had some funny bits, like she was sitting next to... Dax Shepard, her husband, and she was talking about, like, the most talented person in Hollywood and everything, and then she turns away, and she turns to Greta Gerwig, and it was so funny. Like, she just was, like, cheeky and cute, and overall, what do you guys think of her as a host? I thought she was great. I agree. Um, Well, it was just different watching the contrast between her and Seth Meyers. Um, I know, obviously, the Golden Globes was a little bit more serious in that sense, just because it was the first award show and everyone was showing up in black, but I don't know. I, I thought it she had an easier time at being more lighthearted. Yeah. Um, obviously, she is a female, whereas Seth Meyers had to be a little bit more careful, although he kind of wasn't with his jokes. It was, it was delicate. It was yeah, delicate. exactly. Yeah. So I think, in turn, it kind of made it a little bit more fun, I thought. I loved her. I think it's always tough to, like, at least land jokes hosting. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there hasn't been a host that I can remember. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is the best." Okay, can I can I give you one? Yeah, for Amy sure. Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. That was a good one. Globes for three years. Yeah, ago. yeah. They were my. I like They're, honestly. I mean, that's a good everything. combo. It I, helps to have a partner. I she was Kristen was good, and I think she's funny. Um, but yeah, it was nice and light. Yeah, it was light. Mm-hmm. She kept it light. What sure. do you think, Lauren? I loved her. I thought it was perfect. She wasn't overpowering. She just like was here and there, like the perfect amount, yeah. like. 
She speaks so well and just, like... I, I thought she was great. There's I something love her. about her that's like like airy and light and just like you can't help well, but smile. She's just so cute. She's tiny yeah. and yeah. shiny and she, yeah, she is. She's like, so you, funny. You she's one of those people that nobody hates. Like I've never heard anyone say like Dog. I don't like Kristen Bell. I actually yeah. have met her in person too, and like she's just as lovely. When I used to work, um, help out with her show, The Good Place, like she is as lovely as she is on camera in real life, which is like such a nice thing to hear because sometimes these people are like you know, on their high horse sure. or whatever, but she's great. Um, we have to talk about the biggest award of the evening, which was Morgan Freeman's Lifetime Achievement Award. And you know when you hear a Lifetime Achievement Award and you're like, okay, they're like, Selena Gomez, for example, no problems with her, but she was like Billboard's Woman of the Year. I'm like, she's like 23. Morgan Freeman is someone who like truly deeply deserves a Lifetime Achievement Award, and I'm actually kind of shocked that he hasn't won it already. I mean, he literally is the voice of God. Yes. God just won a Lifetime Achievement Um, Award. So he was presented the award by Rena Moreno, who he presented that exact award to four years ago. Um, And I mean, I really can't think of someone more well-deserving of a Lifetime Achievement Award. What do you guys think of his speech? Um, I didn't catch his speech. There was like a joke about the hat or something. Yeah. yeah. It was Wait, like, what was the thing about him talking to the girl in the crowd, like telling someone to be quiet? Did you see that part? Where he, he was like addressing someone in the crowd. It was so awkward. Like, oh, really? Yeah, it's like all over the internet now. Like, who hmm. was he saying who was that, that girl? to? He was shushing he, someone. Yeah, like basically someone was like <laughs> having a conversation sh- while he was trying to make a speech. And they, he was like, okay. Also, stop. like, you're winning a lifetime achievement award. Like, what's the baseball hat for? I think right. it's something you do. There was, no, there was a bit between him and Rita. Him, yeah, exactly. Where she told him to pick up his cap, and so he put it on. There was some connection between It was them. like, oh, oh, she told me to do that on for set. four years or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, cute, cute. super deserving. I mean, right. listen, this guy's been around for forever. He's looked this age since I was like five. <laughs> Somehow <laughs> he's just. Since he was born. Like, literally. Like what's what's crazy about Morgan Freeman, though, like, I'm not sure if this is accurate, but I'm pretty sure he, like, didn't land his first big roles until, like, his 40s or 50s. And so. To be, I think, in his, like, what, 70s or 80s now, to have this Lifetime Achievement Award probably is so special for him because so many people, if they haven't landed that big role by the time they're a certain age, give up. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and did you didn't. listen to, not to digress, but did you listen to Sam Rockwell's acceptance speech? No, he that's said, actually not that. We'll talk about Three Billboards next. Yeah, he said, um, he said something to, like, this is to the youth um, and the up-and-coming actors because I guess he scored his first big role later in life and he was like I can remember all the times I was bussing tables mm-hmm. so and it's just really nice to hear that um, especially you know for actors in Hollywood who just haven't gotten their Kristen, shot yet. I think Kristen mentioned it too she's like um, for everyone who's like sharing a, a five bedroom apartment in Silver Lake right now like right. watching this on the couch with their roommates like oh yeah you know she, she, she made like a bit about it and I think that that's like really important because all those people are SAG actors too mm-hmm. she's like you know we're just the ones that are here now but we were all there at one point too right well it's the only award show from actors for actors. For actors. So exactly. it's really a nice community. It's special, yep. They get to, you know, recognize each other. And I think it is important to know your roots and I think that applies to every industry, not just acting, you know. It's the, there's a mm-hmm. a process and I think that like people our age, maybe people that are watching the show just like are expecting this immediate gratification in life in general. And I think so many of these films show you that you don't necessarily get that. You know, yeah, us millennials. Yeah, specifically, <laughs> actually, three billboards. Um, Frances McDormand, who won for best uh, outstanding performance by a female actor, like that film is 
literally she carries it all on her shoulders in my opinion and it could not be more well deserving this award um but like that was not an easy feat she must have worked for months on this movie like she was literally in every scene so for her to be you know winning this award I think is a really big deal she said this is great and I thank you but there's a lot of young ones coming up like let's think about that too so I think that that was like a common you know theme addressed throughout the night to the next generation yeah mm-hmm. so three billboards took home a lot of big awards it took home outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture mm-hmm. which is arguably the biggest award of the night um it took home best supporting actor for sam rockwell and then best lead actress for francis mcdormand um this in my opinion it is nominated for uh the grammy for best picture i personally think it's gonna win grammy for sorry Grammy. It's nominated for a Grammy. Francis McDormand's new album is yeah. so great. They're dropping, dropping the dropping. three billboards beat. Sorry, um, the Grammys are coming up next weekend, so just a quick, we'll be here next Tuesday to talk about that. Uh, nope. Oscars. Anyway, I, ha- I have to have like at least one flub an episode. Anyway, um, at least we're not talking about The Voice this time. Um, best Picture Oscar. What do you think? Who do, okay, so let's talk about the, the nominees and we can discuss three billboards with it. Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread. What's Phantom Thread? The Post, <laughs> Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. Nine nominations. Interesting. Phantom Thread. What is Phantom Thread? Okay, so it's I a movie it about um, a designer. I'm not. It's a time piece. Oh. It's a period piece. Oh, um, I'm not sure what it's at. It's yeah, it's Daniel Day Lewis. Yes. Okay, can I say something? I feel like Daniel Day Lewis has had his like retirement from acting every year. Yeah, I don't really There's many actors who are like that, too. That Have you noticed? Like, he says that well, a lot. I don't know if I've heard it before. I'm just not really sure what the point of that is. Yeah, like, what would the point of saying that be? Like, okay, we'll miss you. My last I don't know. Right. I've um, heard yeah. really great things about Phantom, Phantom Thread. Thread. Okay, mm-hmm. so what did you think of Three Billboards? Like, do you think it's worthy um, of all the praise it's been getting? The I think it's always interesting, like... When I first see a film, I think it's I think it's really important to note your first reactions before you even talk with anyone else. Um, uh, what you thought about it, um, how you felt the story was, what the characters spoke to you. So I think right after I saw it, I was like, "This was amazing. The acting was amazing." Um, I was a little unsure of how many celebrities they had in that film and like if they all needed to be in there like Peter Dinklage I'm not sure his character was the most unnecessary it was an interesting it was an yeah I love him too um he played like the town midget yeah but like wasn't a part of the story really yeah it was like I said I think right after I saw it I was like this was amazing and they had some really amazing performances and I thought uh the storyline was really interesting because it was about so many different things. It, it wasn't was. just about this billboard and this terrible incident that happened. It was about, it was about cancer. It yeah, was it was about, about family, so many dynamics. different things. Yeah. But like I was saying, um, after so many different people see it and you read so many articles, and there is quite a backlash, I guess you could say, with this movie right now. Um, so I was reading about that today because I thought that was interesting. And especially pertaining to Sam's character Rockwell. in the movie. Oh, yes, because he's a racist. Like, just mm-hmm. yeah. bluntly racist, yeah. right? And then the arc of his character is, by the end, as someone viewing, you like this character, right? Yeah. Like, you you feel like he's changed in some way without him actually, like, recognizing 
That's how really, yeah, messed true. up. So it's, I mean, it's interesting. And like I was saying, this goes with every movie you see. I wonder, though, if it will win Best Picture for an Oscar just because yeah. there is that racial controversy, which I know that they're very careful with, especially for Oscars after the whole, like, Oscar's so white thing happened a few years ago. Um, yeah, that is really interesting point. Great and I, movie, though. It is. It is. Uh, personally, like, I had to sit with that one for a long time. Have you two seen it yet or mm-hmm. not? I haven't seen it. So, like, when I saw that movie, I left the theater and, like, felt really unsatisfied with the ending. I did, too. Um, and yeah, it was it, kind of an interesting it, it took me a long time to be like, I love this film, because I left feeling really hungry for what happened, but then I realized it's not about what happened. My friend, one of our friends named Becca actually works for Fox Searchlight, who is the production company that created this film, and Fred Francis McDormand and like everyone who's worked on it actually doesn't know how it ends which I think was almost like what I needed to hear because I didn't know what happened and I wanted to know what happened but I think the point is is that you don't know what happened and you kind of need to figure it out on think about it on your own I thought about this movie all the whole weekend yeah I think and just you saying it right now made me think a lot about how I was saying it's not about this incident that happened and I think the ending is even like hinting at that more right I, I don't I don't know if I can't give anything away. I don't want to yeah, say that. Yeah, don't spoil it. Just but I do it. think that, like, that is a telling sign of, right, like, it's about much more than what exactly happened in yeah, right. the movie. I, yeah, I agree. Um, let's talk about a big TV show winner. I think maybe the most wins um, for a TV show. We talked about it last time with the Globes. We have to talk about it again. I think it's the best show of the year. Big Little Lies. Um, took home outstanding performance by a male actor for Alexander Skarsgård, uh, outstanding performance by a female actor, which was Nicole Kidman. So it's so nice that like they played each other's spouses in the show and they both won. It's pretty cool. But what's interesting about the female actor is that Nicole was up against both Reese Witherspoon and Laura Dern from the same show, which is just a testament to like how incredible this film. I mean, this. Right. I mean, right. not a- well, it's been like that multiple times, especially with the Emmys and with yeah. the Golden Globes, and she's won. Pretty much every single time. Um, and for those of you who everyone's seen the show, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't. If you're watching and you haven't seen it, like plug your ears. But Alexander Skarsgård was just announced to be in season two, which is kind <gasps> so of shocking. He, interesting. Okay, so and it's not. And he made a comment um, that like he doesn't actually know his character's fate. Yeah. And that, like, he's not just supposed to be in flashbacks. So we'll see. I don't know. I mean, they, HBO hasn't confirmed anything, but he mentioned that in an interview. Oh, I think it was with Variety or something. I'm um, so I read excited. it today. So, yeah, he's been confirmed for season two, even though he was, like, seemingly killed off. So we'll see. Um, very excited that he'll be back. He's won the Emmy, the Golden Globe, and now the SAG Award mm-hmm. for the same performance. And he quoted in his speech saying that this show has been the best experience of his career. Um, I mean, I, of course, he, yeah. he did a sweep. So I think I think that this show is so important for so many reasons, and like needs to be watched by everyone. But it's also just like a beautiful piece of art. I think for a TV show, the cinematography Max can at least attest to this is gorgeous. It reminds me of House of Cards in the sense that I feel like TV shows often put cinematography in the back seat. Mm-hmm. Um, but House of Cards, I always felt like I was watching a movie. Whereas I feel similarly with Big Little Eyes. Yeah, I, I, I definitely pay much more attention when HBO comes out with a TV show. I feel like I've seen most of theirs. So this one was, well, this one was actually recommended by my mom. She is obsessed with this show. <laughs> um, and so I watched the whole thing through and I thought it was, it was very visually pleasing. Uh... I thought it was a good storyline. I didn't know what was going to happen in the Me end. Um, but yeah, I, I very much enjoyed that show. 
Yeah, I agree. You guys I mean, think? I loved, I loved yeah. that show. I, we've talked about it before. I mean, I, I think it's... I mean, I also have been, like, had the soundtrack on repeat all week for the last week. If you haven't listened to the mm-hmm. soundtrack, it's all on Spotify. It is so Maybe good. Maybe they're nominated for a Grammy. Maybe they are. Yeah, and <laughs> Google it. Laura Dern... Has, she's been killing it. She has. She was in mm-hmm. Star Wars. Yeah. Um, she, I mean, they're all having such big years. Like, yeah. Reese Witherspoon has her own production company, Hello Sunshine, and she's producing, um, just got announced she's, like, an EP on a new comedy for Apple with Kristen Wiig. She was just, like, so big, good. I, they're all so lovable in their own way, and I actually don't think Shailene was nominated for anything. She wasn't, which and is I have bummer. felt like she's been left out of Me the too. conversation, yeah. which has been pretty interesting. And I actually think that her character almost is the most relevant for everything that's going on right now, arguably right. With, yeah, totally. with Nicole Kidman's. But she like, did such a great job. Mm-hmm. It's 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 interesting to me that it was Nicole, Laura, and um, Reese when I feel like Shailene acted more than Laura did in the show. Right. Right. I agree. Mm-hmm. Laura was more in like episodes six through nine yeah, when yeah, I feel yeah. like Shailene was very much throughout. But, but she, Laura Dern is so good. At I mean, her she's character. iconic. She's amazing. She's really because Renata. you know that character, like you know that person in school. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know? <laughs> also like Liza cued me in on this, but I was like, why are they saying that her daughter's name so weird? It's actually Amabella. It is Amabella, not Annabella. Well, I was like, do I they all it have... was so weird the entire time. Yeah. So I looked it up and I was like. Amabella. They're, yeah, such a strange name. They're all from the book. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Amabella and Celeste and Renata. Right. Those are my new dog names. I'm going to name my dogs that. Renata. Renata. I also just have to point out that Nicole Kidman said a very long speech, which was really good, had no music. Like, no music came on. And then I was like, well, maybe they're just not doing music for the night, but no, it's just Nicole Kidman. Because then Sterling K. Brown, like, he said kind of a long speech and they started playing the music Uh, at the end. Sterling Sterling is another one that has had... Maybe she took his time up. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. 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 Time. Live like, TV. You yeah. don't stop Nicole Kidman. Now yeah, so you just you let her go. go. Let her go. Um, yeah, she's I mean, so she's good. she's a queen. Her and her and Keith Urban are like couple goals to the max. I know. Like so sweet together. Her Golden Globe speech to him was so sweet. And it's funny because I actually watched the Country Music Awards this year, and like his speech to her was equally mm-hmm. cute. Like they're just so. But sweet. that's the best part so of them cute. is that she'll she's a num an Oscar winner. I believe yeah. she's an Oscar winner. But she'll go to the AMAs with Keith Urban. Yeah, she goes yeah. with him. It's just, it's amazing. And he's a Grammy winner, and he'll go, you know, to the Golden Globes with her. It's just so sweet. Or, yeah, to the SAG Awards, which yeah. is, like, all actors. Like, that's not really his his world, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, look at them together. so cute. <laughs> um, he's such a dude. So I was gonna say, and we may be touching on I, Tanya later, but I we thought... We can get there right now. There was an interesting... I mean, I think there's an interesting parallel between domestic violence in Big Little Lies and domestic violence in I, Tanya. That is interesting. Um... In I, Tanya, it's kind of just, like, the way... Or, like, it just wasn't touched on in the same light and darkness that... Like, it was kind of just... Well, I guess it's different. It was, like, her life, I guess. It was just the story that was going I th- on. I think it was the time as yeah, well. Yeah, that's true. I think I, Tanya happened in the 90s, and I, I believe um, Big Little Ice is supposed to be in Monterey in 2002, I don't know, or like. Oh, I thought it was pretty current. Is it more recent? I don't know. I think it's like in the two yeah, thousands. Sure. I don't know. Whatever. Like, they have like Apple computers. I don't. Whatever it is. Yeah. I Tanya. So speaking of I Tanya, um, Allison Janney won for best um outstanding performance by a female actor in a supporting role for this film, um, which I okay. So I saw I Tanya, and maybe unpopular opinion, I didn't love it. I felt the same way. I liked it. I did not leave. I did not leave being like. 
this is the best thing I've ever seen. We talked about this in the past. I have empathy for her character because of the domestic abuse and what she went through, but I don't think that justifies, like, what happened and what she was involved in. And now that I've watched her ABC special and, like, I've kind of done my own research, it seems like she knew more than she let on in that film. And I think she was portrayed in a bit of a better light than maybe she is. Well, I think with... I don't know. I think with most movies when there is a quote-unquote villain um you kind of empathize with them and you want them to succeed in a way because they're the main character they're they're the i guess antagonist but um you want to see them make it through she's like an anti-hero yeah almost. but yeah. that's that's kind of why it's like i was sitting there but i had so much anxiety because i knew exactly what was going to happen to her um oh yeah i didn't i feel like same with these stories i somehow like just don't know the full story prior to seeing the movie. I, I don't think I knew the full story either. I, had, I didn't. I didn't know at all for sure. Um, I, I will say Margo, this, this picture is amazing. Though Margot though. Robbie's <laughs> performance in the entire film was really great. Yeah, like, I agree. as much as I don't know if I connected with it as much, I thought she did a really great job, and I thought Alice, Alice and Janney, yeah, did a a really great job as well. And her like last monologue was really powerful yeah and I think I think the connection that you made between this and Big Little Lies is is really interesting and not a conversation that most people are having I think that domestic abuse um, was also coming from her her parent mm-hmm. which you don't really see in Big Little Lies you only really see yeah, it between interesting yeah and, and I think it's like it's really shown in this film like her mom like throwing things at her or verbally and physically abusing her. And I think that, like, Alice and Janie did a great job playing this role. What I thought was interesting is they've gotten in touch, obviously, with the real Tanya Harding, but they actually weren't able to get in touch with her real mom. So Allison had to kind of create this character on her own, which is why I think it's why she won the award, because she really did the character justice without having to really ever meet the actual woman, um, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, Yeah. And then just, like, speaking about, you know, like, the domestic violence, the Me Too movement in general with all these different shows, I thought it was interesting um, who did and didn't choose to attend the mm-hmm. award shows. I feel like we have to talk about that. Um, uh, I have a very, like, interesting opinion on all of these. Um, I don't really think that that's relevant, but Aziz Ansari did not come, though he was nominated. James mm, Franco, I didn't know that. James he, Franco did come. He snuck in. Snuck in, didn't, didn't do, do the, the carpet. carpet, he came in the back door. Um, and and didn't do any press, didn't do any photos, just Mm. came to see if he won his award, and he wasn't nominated for the Oscar for it, but he did attend the SAG Awards. Aziz did not, um, according to TMZ, which, believe it or don't, (laughs) Aziz was supposed to be there up until Friday, and then randomly pulled out before Sunday. So something came up between Friday and Sunday where he decided he wasn't going to go. Just an interesting to note. Well, okay, what I think is interesting, and I was thinking this before, of course they're not... Any sexual harassment is on the same level of horrific. Um, obviously, Harvey Weinstein is not going to attend any of these. No, well, he's in a rehab yeah, facility he's somewhere in Arizona. Else. But I wonder how <laughs> the Hollywood be. communities are acting around people like this when they do choose to come to these award ceremonies. Because right. you because can't act like something's no- like it's normal. Well, yeah, I think there was an interesting tweet that happened today between um, Justin Timberlake and. Um, 
Woody Allen's daughter. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? What? <laughs> yeah, it was like a whole, I don't know, we can, I can find it if need be. It was just like, it was kind of like, you can't stand idly by and just like pretend that this stuff isn't happening and that almost makes you like an enabler in these situations. But it's, what are they supposed to do? Kick no, James Franco. Exactly. Out? No, they're not. Um, but regardless, um, I think what happened with Aziz may, I mean, it's obviously like, I'm not sure if it's a standalone incident. I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. I don't think that if it was exactly what the um, young woman, Grace, who's going nameless, said it was, I don't know if that's a, a sexual assault. Maybe it's misconduct, but I don't know if, I, I can't put that in the same box as what Harvey Weinstein did. And I think that's a greater discussion, but I think it's interesting that he didn't come. And I think it's, I think it's interesting he didn't come, and I think it's interesting that, that James, James Franco, Franco went. did. When yeah. the woman, the three women were on Good Morning America this morning, two women um, that were, had allegations against James Franco. Mm. I don't know. It's confusing. It's a weird time to be in Hollywood. It is definitely a challenging time to be a man in Hollywood. I think going to any of these events must be uncomfortable. And a lot of the men, maybe not these two in particular, but a lot of the men are extremely supportive and extremely like feminist. And so I can imagine that they're also feeling challenged that what do we talk about? Like, do I talk about this in my speech? Do I not? If Am I going to be shamed if I do, shamed if I don't? I don't think that James Franco should have done the in-between thing. I think you either go or you don't go. Because if you're going, you're saying James Franco is saying that he's innocent and that the w- way yeah. these women described what he did is not accurate, whether it is or isn't. Yeah, I agree. But then go and act as if you didn't do anything wrong. Right. So walk the red carpet and maybe explain if you're Stand being interviewed. Yeah. yeah, explain sure. like this isn't exactly the way that right. it happened. Face everyone. Yeah, but don't do the in-between thing where you're hiding and then you come in. Yeah, that was and then weird. And then he was still nominated so it like showed his face. I was shocked to see so his face. he so uncomfortable. But I was too. Because I didn't see him on like, the carpet. Like, right. are you guilty? You're acting like you're guilty. Exactly. Like you're kind of hiding but then yeah. you're still going because you're nominated. But Wait, just I didn't awkward. see Disaster Artist. Did you see Disaster Artist? I... Did not. I haven't seen I'm it yet, so the I haven't. Biggest fan of his. Franco. Yeah, nor am I, to be completely honest. But that's just um, an, as an artist, not necessarily as a person. I don't know him. But um, disaster artist is the one about the guy who made the room. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm not surprised that that's not nominated for an Oscar. Like, if you look at the other films that are nominated for an Oscar, I'm like, yeah, and okay, that's not there. Big whoop. Yeah, I think a lot. Neither of was people, the Greatest Showman. Who cares? I feel like it was a lot more of an expectation. Thing going into the movie and coming out feeling like, wow, that was actually really good. And I think, you know, maybe it has Oscar potential. But I think, like, as far as ranking up, like, as a subjective film to the others, I don't yeah. think it... I haven't seen it, but from what I've read, didn't isn't really in that same category. This yeah. is kind of a loaded question, but because we have a resident man on our panel... Oh, sure. What's your... <laughs> take on everything happening in Hollywood. I mean, obviously, you see this in every industry, mm. but because, you know, you are involved in entertainment, well, I mean, what do, you, what do you think about all this? Um, I know it's kind of a loaded question. I mean, it's... I, I mean, it's pretty... It's pretty rough what's going on right now, and I think with the Aziz thing, like, I'm so ready to give up these people that I maybe once revered or or looked up to. So when that Aziz thing came out, and to be completely honest, I haven't been keeping up with that. Um, But I was like, okay, here's another uh, seeming celebrity that like completely misused their power for something or other. Um, 
I mean, it's tough. It, I just feel like it goes on. It clearly has gone on for a really long time. And it's it's a problem. I mean, it's a huge problem. It's it's and it's not only a problem with the Weinstein's. I think the Aziz might be a more interesting case to look at as like Danny was saying, kind of where you'd put his misconduct. That middle ground guy, those it's not, you know, going to jail maybe. But those people, I think, are also very interesting to look at and try to make an example of. I don't know. It's it's really difficult, yeah. and I think it's good that everything's coming out and yeah, people that don't think that they're doing anything wrong at all um, introspectively can, you know, learn from that. So, yeah. That's definitely. Yeah. I agree. Um, thank you, person123, for watching as well. You have a really good username. Um, Tom, they were upset that Tom Hanks wasn't nominated. And hey, it's Tom Hanks, direct quote from person123. That's true. Tom Hanks wasn't nominated. So that's interesting. Thank you, person, for letting us know. Person yeah, well, it's interesting because I feel like the post has all have you seen of that? The has people. anyone seen that? I've never seen the post. I haven't seen it yet, and I must. Um, but I feel like it has everyone, like, stereotypical award winners across the yeah, board. Yeah, Meryl right. Streep. And like, it, it hasn't really, mm-hmm. you know, Tom Hanks. Yeah, it hasn't really awards. brought anyone home yet. She was nominated, right? Um, for, for the Oscar? Or for SAG. I don't think she was for the SAG. I don't think she was there. I think she might have been for the Oscar. For the Oscar. I could yeah, be wrong. She yeah, is. she was for the Oscar. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so let's get back to the SAG Awards. A show that took home big award, uh, This Is Us. It's a couple big awards. Um, one was um, Sterling K. Browns. He won Best Actor in a Drama Series. And then the biggest award that they won was Best Ensemble in a Drama Series. They beat out Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, Handmaid's Tale, The Crown, Stranger Things. Like They beat out the Netflixes and Hulus and HBOs. A network like television broadcast NBC has not done that in so long. Like They were all shocked. You could see it on their faces. I mean, I think when it comes down to ensemble, this show really kills it. Like, they are defying, like, generations, time. Like, they're constantly time-traveling. They're going back and forth. It's really, like, all of them carrying the show. So I think that this was the perfect award for them to win. There's so many of them. There's literally three people playing each character, except for Mandy Moore's. Um, But, like, yeah, I thought it was great, and I was really excited to see them win. Um, Milo gave a, you know, a fun speech and really thanked all the people that worked on the show, like, a lot of people that don't often get thanked, like, I love when they throw nods to PAs and ADs and people that don't get the records. Yeah, exactly, they're not, (laughs) they're not on that stage with them, but they're doing the work, um, so yeah, I thought that that was really cool, and I, I absolutely adore the show, so. You know what else is really cool is, um... When you're nominated for Best Ensemble, every single person gets that nomination. So every single person gets that award. So they so, all get a trophy? So they all get a trophy. That's, nice. um, That's cool. Even though the little, little, Look this at is little Tess. Cast. Look at little Tess yeah. holding her freaking little baby SAG award. Chavez <laughs> gets an award. He's yes. a SAG winner. So it's really cool. Um, and it was really cool because from the platform, I could see them all running around in the carpet and they're all running up to Milo and hugging him and running up to Chrissy. And it was they they're were literally like a family on the carpet. So and sweet. It was just so cool to see them all interact because you could just tell how well they get along on set. Um, so I think that's almost a testament to why they won this award is yeah. because they're all so obsessed with each other and they're so passionate about, yeah. you know, the show. Yeah, I agree. I love this show. They really are a family, you know? It's beautiful to see. And they tell so many important stories on this show as well. Mm -hmm. They tell, they like break down, you know, racial barriers, like body image barriers, you know, 
mixed families, modern families. Mm-hmm. Like, they really do. And I think that it's a show that, like, you really have to be in the mood to feel emotional to watch. Like, sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I can watch this week. I don't know if I'm in the mood to cry. But, like, <laughs> it is so good and so sweet and so special and, like, makes you feel, like, warm inside. And everyone really can relate to someone on the show. I feel like each character, like, I may not relate to the same person that you would relate to, but we would both be able to relate to someone. And I think that's, you know, why the show does so well. And Sterling, you know, gave a beautiful speech, as always, um, for he his so role. was nominated, he was so cool. right? Who was? Sterling. Yeah, he won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 he won. Um, I can't wait till Sterling wins an Oscar. He's going to win an Oscar soon. I, like, taste it in the next few years. He's going to be in some big movie, like... Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, he's, he's been in a bunch of, you know, him. shows. Um, but, yeah, he is very well-deserving. Another show that did really well was Veep. Um, they won Outstanding Performance by an Ensemble Cast in a Comedy Series. This Is Us was Drama. Angelia Lee-Dreyfus won for a Female Actor in a Comedy Series. Um, this was Veep's last year to be nominated because the show just ended. And sadly, Julia Louis-Dreyfus was not there because she is currently fighting and recovering from breast cancer. So we are oh thinking of her. Um, I was really sad that she wasn't there last night, but her cast was there for her and accepted the awards for her. Um, and yeah, it was really, you know, I think I'm sure she was watching from home and it was special for her to see because this show was like her baby. She carries it on her shoulders. Like she was in Seinfeld and she was obviously iconic in that show but this one's hers and it's all on her and I've recently started watching it and love it so yeah I think another HBO win mm-hmm. as and they that, do how many seasons is, it has like seven six so many seasons yeah well. I mean it's it's hard for comedies to go that long these days it really is I mean like if you think about like The Office and you know Friends yeah. I mean we have Big Bang Theory go, is going forever and so is Modern Family but yeah. most others these days end quickly like even It's Always the, Sunny is also a Yeah, long standing but, but you know they don't always go that way and especially on an HBO um mm-hmm. Girls ended sooner than that mm-hmm. yeah so I don't know um it's fun to see one movie that I have to talk about that I feel like was a little bit snubbed at the SAG Awards was Lady Bird mm-hmm. so um not a single award I literally wrote in my notes where's my love for Lady Bird at it was it was my favorite movie of the year. Um, okay, so Saoirse Ronan and Timothy Chalamet they did, did the an interview together, together and yeah. they were probably my favorite interview to watch. They were just so, uh, first of all, I think Timothy Chalamet is so cool. So is Saoirse Ronan. Um, and if anyone's seen Lady Bird, mm-hmm. Lady Bird, you'd obviously are in love with their characters. Um, yeah, they're even though he's a little bit of a douchebag on it, but still <laughs> Such a amazing. Funny he's, um, yeah, and they were just like, oh my gosh, what was the scene where they like, up together? What was the scene where they were like they had sex or something, uh-huh. and she was like, it wasn't your first time. He's like, it was my first time with you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe it was my fifth. I was also a little confused <laughs> by that scene because he did say that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I don't know. I mean, it he was, said that that, it, that seems night. like a, that seems like a really high school thing sure, sure, that sure. happens these days. I don't really know what the kids are doing, but sure. who knows? <laughs> the kids are doing yeah, what they use him. Days. Him consistently reading a People's History of the United States is one of <laughs> the so funniest funny. things. It's just like such just like this liberal, like I'm a hipster yeah, kid. Yeah, really good. Um, so he's actually nominated for lead actor for Call Me by Your Name, and mm. she's yes. nominated for lead actress for Lady Bird. So they will both be back at the Oscars. So maybe you'll get some more red carpet time with them too. Smart Timothy. Um, both both movies actually are nominated for Best Picture as well. We haven't really talked about Call Me by Your Name. It wasn't really at the SAG Awards. What happened? Why? What? Huh? Yeah, it's nominated for all the other award shows. I haven't seen it yet. I'm dying to. For those who have seen it, cue us in on why you yeah, think it I wasn't mean, nominated. I don't oh, know. I, you know, I, I don't know exactly why it wouldn't have been nominated. I think also what's been interesting about that movie is that his uh, Timothy's co-actor 
Um, Arnie, Arnie, Hammer? Arnie Hammer. Yeah, Arnie Hammer. I thought he did a really good job too, and I haven't really read anything about him. Um, did you not think he, he did a he good job? He didn't get a lot of awards. I love Arnie Hammer. Um, I didn't, <laughs> of a honk. I didn't think it was his, be- his strongest. I okay. thought he played towards the beginning it, like, of the movie. Character. I thought it was good. I thought Timothy kind of carried it a little bit more. Uh, but then again, Timothy was the lead actor in that movie. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm dying to see this. It, it was honestly, great, it was my right? favorite. I haven't seen it. So it's it's that's summer really my love. It, it really is. That's what it is. Everyone yeah. who's leaves seeing is like, okay, I like need to go like give well, someone a hug. or my something. My favorite part of it is it doesn't really put a label or a barrier on what their relationship is. You just think it's a love story, and yeah, uh-huh. you're just so engulfed in it. Um, and everyone has these feelings, no matter what. Co- kind of relationship you have so that's what I loved about it mm. um, I don't know it was addicting it was amazing and yeah. not only these two characters the two leads but also the dad who and I'm blanking on his name might be like Stahlberg or something he was also in uh, Shape of Water he a was lot of the, them were in multiple yeah, films yeah a lot of them this were. kid was in Lady Bird the, dad, the yeah. kid within three billboards who played yeah. Danny was also in right. Lady Bird the dad so many crossovers by your name and his closing monologue was like just amazing yeah I agree he was a he's a great yeah Michael Stolbarg that's mm-hmm. his name he was really great um, overall really poetic piece and mm-hmm. I thought it was great yeah, but I don't know why it wasn't. Yeah, it kind of got snubbed um, at SAG. At SAG, but it, I feel like Lady Bird was also snubbed at SAG. But they're both plenty represented at the Oscars. Very excited to see what else is to come this award season. We next week are going to be covering the Grammy Awards. We'll do a quick special on that one. Music. We haven't talked about that yet. We've been talking about all these movies and TV shows. And as fun as they are, I am very excited to talk about music. I'm curious to see if there's a crossover between the times up at. Yeah, I am the too. Red carpet for the Grammys. Yeah. I wonder because they haven't really had their chance to speak on it yet right. as a, muni- a music community. Well, and the Grammys carpet is a little bit more colorful and it personable, is. and mm-hmm. a lot of cool personalities you see. So I can't wait. I'm sure they'll talk about it. Fun. Yeah. Um, if any of our fun viewers who have been watching with us all night, thank you, Sky Patterson and Person One Two Three for being very active <laughs> in the chat. Um, if any of them want to continue the conversation with you guys on social media, where can they find you? You can find me at Lauren T. Pacheco on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Liza.Rubin on Instagram. Um, and I am Leon.Max on Instagram. Thank you, Max, so much for joining us and for giving us some uh, film insights. You are always welcome back. And as always, I am Danny Golub. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Danny Golub. We will see you guys next week for Grammys. Thanks for tuning in. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.